any male that lives at home after 18 years of age is pitiful. Your mother has destroyed you and your father have allowed it to happen that they don't love you. Would you have an obligation given to you by God? Given to you by God to take care of your wife and children. Now, you don't have to get married and have a wife and children. You don't have to. But if you're going to take that step, take it with a sense of responsibility. So many women are suffering and afraid because they married in the way men, men that are not worth a dime. Isn't that amazing? What a mess. And men, you need to know that your wife needs you to be the light. Not a dictator in the wrong way, but the light. So she can see her way to go and how to raise your children. So you can stand between her and your children to make sure that they're not, their natures are not destroyed with the anger of the mother. Isn't that amazing? They need you. If you're going to make children with them, they need you. Now, I know a lot of women have been deceived to believe that they're equal to men and they can do what a man can do or they can have babies and go to work and all that. That's not a wife or a mother. That woman is on an ego trip. She, no matter what you did, men, she would never make for a good wife or mother. It just ain't going to happen. The women of bond are working on themselves. And it's amazing to see it because Christ came that all may change. All may return to the Father. And every human being on this side of heaven, if you want peace, you got to return to the Father. There's no way out. There is no way around it and there's no way out. For an example, New York Post, this, if this story is true, and it seemed to be, this woman lacked leadership from either her father or if she's married from her husband or the baby's daddy. The baby's daddy. And she cannot see the right way to go. This is from the New York Post. A Mississippi mother, they say mom. How come they say mom now instead of mother? Mom sounds like love. Mom sounds more real when it's fake. But anyway, a Mississippi they, mother who touted her shivering toddle, to toddler dressed only in draped around in drapes. Dress, let me start over, sorry, I'm black. A Mississippi mom, I'll read the way they wrote it. Mississippi mom who t uh, touted her shivering toddler dressed only in drapery, uh, I mean diapers, diapers around Walmart and below freezing temperature was arrested. 
and the child only had on diapers, was arrested. One employee claimed they were fired for posting the clip, the clip to social media. Watch this from TikTok and CBS. Felicia Darling said something to the mother, as did a male customer. Here's some of the interaction. He came in here with that jacket on. Yeah, he did. That baby just had a pimp on. That's all he got on. I can't. 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 I a customer in a riding shopping cart purchases an outfit for the boy and dresses him while the mother flips through her phone. 26-year-old Cambria Darby was arrested and charged with child neglect. Byram police say Darby has bonded out. She black with attitude. She is yearning for a father's love. As I said yesterday in the fellowship, all black people, all black people, there's not one, there's not one exception, are yearning for a father. The anger that they have, the attitude that they have, the men and the women, are the attitudes of their mothers, which is of the devil. That woman is a typical example of that. Look how she was acting. Shaking her butt around, not caring, uh, attitude with the people that pretend to care. Isn't that amazing? My first question about that, should those people have gotten involved at all? Or should they have just let, let this woman do whatever she wants to to her baby? It's her baby. Should they have gotten involved? First question. And the New York Post is reporting that after she uh, was released from jail, this, woman, this black female, after she was released from jail, Dorby defended the way she pretended, I mean, uh, parented her children. She defended the way she parented her children. She wrote on, she wrote on a Facebook post, I have pictures of every meal I've cooked them. This defamation of character is hurting my heart. Yeah, right. What character is hurting my heart? She meant to write defamation, but she wrote defamation. <laughs> deformation. She black. And black people are not expected to spell right or speak correctly or write correctly. Anyway, New York Post, Darby compared her treatment inside the Walmart last week to Jesus. They treat me like they treated Jesus. They did Jesus the same way. Can you imagine Jesus was pushing a a baby around on a cold market 
on a cold day with just diapers on and the people yelling at Jesus? <laughs> she said they treated her the way they treat Jesus. She goes on to say he felt sick to the stomach as well. He didn't want to go through it. Did she want to go through it? The New York Post goes on to say the family of the woman arrested says she's a good mom. A good mom. They are protecting her as well. They are defending her action. She's a good mom. Darby Great Aunt said, sometimes kids can be difficult not wanting to put their clothes on. And maybe she was in a rush to pick up to pick up something. The great aunt, according to this story, making excuses for it as well. And what was the purpose of that employee posting it online? What was that employee motivation? Was she trying to get some lights, clips, or whatever? Because why did she put it online? It didn't help that woman in any way. It wasn't her business. It was her, she was working at that job. How did she know her boss wanted her to post it online? Speaking of Female Mondays, did you hear about this? From peoples.com. Speaking of dogs... Bulldogs are made in the lab, I'm told. <laughs> and that they're fake. <laughs> According to Joel, you be like. And that's why they have short lives, because they're not real. <laughs> this is from people.com. Speaking of dogs, who let the dogs out? A Pennsylvania woman has been accused of torturing animals for likes on YouTube. Watch this from NBC. According to an affidavit from Upper Darby Police, in four separate incidents, Anagar Munzee tortured and killed a rabbit, pigeon, frogs, and a chicken. Doing all of this live on her YouTube channel, thousands of people watching each time. The affidavit indicates the 28-year-old committed the crimes for attention and admiration on social media. Detectives stated that last July, while mutilating a rabbit in her former home on Chestnut Street in Darby, Monzi, quote, appeared to prolong the torture by stopping to read and respond to comments. This went on for 30 <laughs> minutes. Then last Thursday, on Munzee's birthday, police say she, quote, repeatedly commented on the number of viewers and likes and solicited more praise before she killed a chicken at her most recent home <laughs> on Marshall Road in Upper Darby. She's been charged with four counts of animal cruelty and torture. Ooh, uh, did she eat the chicken? You know how black people love chicken. What the? Uh, they said she did it for likes. All for the thrill of it. And according to people.com, a spokesperson, this must have been a female, they call it a person, a spokesperson for Peter, Peter said, the best we can do is just to honor them by making sure this kind of behavior does not continue and that more animals, animals are not made victims. I wonder if Peter loved the animals more than they love unborn children. 
And I'm wondering out loud that if this woman had been on on uh, YouTube uh, torturing unborn babies by killing them every time she got pregnant, would it be a big deal? Or would she be praised for it? Would she have millions of quote-unquote lights because she was killing an unborn child, the man's child in her womb? Would it be a big deal? Paternity court. A Wisconsin woman is in court to prove that her ex-fiance, the man who drives, listen to this, she's in court to prove that her ex-fiance, the man who drives over 100 miles per week to see his daughter, is not, in fact, the biological father. Watch this from paternity court. Watch this. Ms. Miller, you're here to prove to your ex-boyfriend, Scotty Rasmussen, that he is not the father. Why is it you don't want him involved in this child's life? Because I still believe that she, he is not hers. Even through the breakup, you all are making custody and visitation arrangements, but you know deep down there's another possible father. Yes, sir. Why wait so long to tell him? We try to do as much as I, I try to do as much as I can with her, whether it be something as little as, you know, going to the park or going fishing. You are not the father. Miss <laughs> yeah. Miller. Be respectful. I'm sorry. Miss Miller. I'm sorry. You just showed me where your priorities were right there. I'm sorry. Because I held out hope that you weren't just acting a fool because you so mad at him because he cheated on you that you would cheat your child out of a father. I'm a single mother with nobody that loves me on my child. What you cheering for? He is over here breaking down because he loves this child so much. And y'all over here cheering like it's a sport. This is this baby's life. I feel like my whole world is in ruins now. Oh. Oh. How come black women have to act like mama even in the courthouse? You don't supposed to be acting like mama, fussing like that, sitting on the court. But she's right about this woman. This woman is evil. This man, according to the report, drives 100 miles per week to see his daughter. And now he's finding out it's not his daughter. And the woman just happens, she feels nothing because the man is suffering. She getting a thrill from that. Some of you might, here's another fake example. What a mess, huh? Remember, it's not your world, it's their world. Every adult has their own world. Don't make their world your world. Work on you. Speaking of being fake, like that woman you just saw cheering it on, some of you may have heard this and remember this story. We played it a while back, but it's back now. This is from ABC. Hearing impaired people turn into a tune, tuning into a news conference about the arrest of a suspected serial killer, get a message from Gimagrash, gibberish. 
gibberish from an American Sign Language interpreter. Some of you may remember this from Inside Edition. Watch this. It's happened again. Another sign language interpreter accused of signing total gibberish. This time it was at the police news conference announcing an arrest in the Tampa serial killings. We will be charging four counts of first degree murder. Standing off to the side, apparently translating every word, this woman. We received over 5,000 tips in this case. But it turns out, much of what she was signing was nonsense. She waved her arms around like she was singing Jingle Bells, says one outraged sign language expert. The woman, identified as Derlin Roberts, has a string of arrests for fraud. So how did she come to be translating at last week's high-profile police news conference? The woman simply showed up out of the blue and offered her services. My immediate reaction was, I didn't call for a sign language interpreter, but that's great that we have one here. I let her in. We won't be using that woman again. <laughs> she like, that woman is not even a sign language person. Can you see her, the devil told her, go in there pretend you can do some sign languages. She's like, okay. <laughs> uh... <laughs> That is too funny. The devil told her to do that. And she's standing, she's up there like it's really happening. I want you to realize, of course, this woman is faking it. But she went down to a press conference and walked in and said, hey, I'm here. I'm a sign language person. <laughs> she's not even real. According to ABC, Tampa Police Department spokesman Steve Spokesman Steve said, I don't know what motivated her. The devil did, of course. I'm saying you the devil did. But she hasn't returned my call. I would like to know how did it occur to you to come down to do that? And she stand up there going through the motion. Did she know that some other translator people were going to know she was faking it? And guess what happened, for, according to this report? I don't know. According to the report. You know how human beings think that dogs love them and cats and things love them and they don't? That the dog is doing what dogs do? If you feed them, they're going to, they're going to spit in your face. They're going to lick your face. They're going to lick your hands. They're going to rub against your leg. They don't mean they love you. That means you fed them. But you love them with fake love, so you think they're loving you back. And they're not. And so many people got dogs now, they call them their babies. My baby. A dog is not your baby. A dog is an animal. But you're in a fallen state, you treat them better than you would children. Because you feel this fake love on the inside and you think it's real love. You think that's what the dog is feeling. You should test the dog. Okay, if this dog loves me so much, let's see what would happen if I don't feed him and then I take him outside and blah, 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 feed them. Would they follow blah, blah, blah? Yep. They would follow blah, blah, blah home and love him or her. Well, they got it so bad 
that some people would risk their own life for their doll and call their doll their baby. They care more about animals than they do unborn children. This is from the New York Post, speaking of L.A. A woman was filmed desperately clinging to the hood of a speeding car in downtown Los Angeles after the thieves inside stole her French bulldog. Ooh, let the dogs out. Ooh. Watch this from ABC. Video of a woman clinging to the hood of a speeding car <laughs> inside that vehicle, her stolen French bulldog. <laughs> I thought I was gonna die. I just was like, this is it. Ali Zacharias and her dog Onyx <laughs> were having lunch together at Whole Foods on Grand Avenue and 8th Street in downtown LA on January the 18th when it all went down. A woman first called to the dog, then grabbed the leash and walked away. Zacharias followed her, but the woman hopped into the car with three others inside and locked the doors. Zacharias didn't hesitate. I didn't want the car to drive away, so I ran and stood in front of it, and they drove into me, and I fell on top of their the hood, and just started to like grab on like I'm not letting go. Onyx is a black Merrill French bulldog with a spotted coat and two different colored eyes. Zacharias is just hoping to get her beloved dog back. I just like feel lost and lonely without him and he's my buddy, he's my wingman, you know, and we, he goes to work with me and we do everything and he was just suddenly gone. What a, what a fool. She got what she deserved. Can you, can you imagine being that insane? You're going to jump in front of a car for a dog, and the dog ain't even real. You were made in a lab. <laughs> I'm tired of this slander. <laughs> <laughs> what Joel told me, I'm just going by what he said. He's fake news. Joel, come here and verify. Be careful with the fake news. <laughs> <laughs> I feel that lady. I would have been right up on that windshield as well. Would you have really? Yeah. No, I'll be serious. Yeah. Would you, for real? I would have. What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> yeah, come and verify those dogs ain't even real. <laughs> this is Joel from Joel Friday TV, Monday through Friday, Thursday, right here after the hatereport.com. <laughs> The, did you tell me those dogs are not real? That so, they're, they're made in a lab. <laughs> okay, so they're un. In this is my opinion, they're unnaturally made, and I looked into is it a little bit. Is your opinion a fact? No, I looked into it a little bit. Is that they're just unnaturally made? Like for example, um, the the English bulldog was a dog like way back in the day that was made for like baiting bulls. So it was like it was like tall it was strong like it had to bait the bulls and go against the bulls <laughs> so they stopped that for whatever reason right after a while and then there was a pug which came from like like asian the asian countries and the pug was just known for being a lap dog like just like a a dog a companion that's oh, what it was known for okay so what they did is that at one point they wanted a bulldog's look and a pug looked to go together, but the bulldog was like tough, and the pug was just a lap dog. <laughs> so they mated the two together, and after they mated the two together, like, and if you look at a, a regular bulldog and a pug, they're like way different in size. So it's gonna be hard unless the pug is or the bulldog is little to like have them do the thing and make it work because they're right. just two different sizes. 
So they can't reproduce together. It's hard for them to come together. Right. So if they can't, like if the the dog, the, the big dog, is not small enough, they have to do a thing called artificially artificial insemination. In, insemination. Yeah. And you have to pull the sperm out the dog to put in the other one. So it's an unnatural process. And the two dogs are like come from two different places. So it just doesn't make sense to mate them. But they did because it looks good and, and, and somebody wanted and it. And now people like Hassan would be willing to jump on a car and put their own life <laughs> at risk for a fake dog. For a lab-made dog. Exactly. <laughs> You know, I said the moment Donald Trump came down those stairs some years ago, a couple of years, a few years ago now, and announced that he was running for president, that make sure you observe this guy. Watch him. Have a little space between the two of you because people tend not to leave spaces between each other. They tend to become one with the person. And when they have one little misstep, they're out of there, right? Because they identify with the person not understanding what was really going on. So I've said to make sure you observe Donald Trump and, and thus far to observe him in all these years that I've been aware of him. I know he was around with a TV show and all that, but I didn't pay attention to the TV show. I knew, had heard of Donald Trump, but I had no idea about him. And Donald Trump thus far, and again, I don't know what the outcome going to be, but he's dealing with the issues that come to him in his life in a perfect way, in an amazing way, such that I've not seen in years, many years, many moons, since leaving Alabama. You should just watch him without any judgment either way. You're supposed to watch life without judgment of life, right? You're supposed to watch yourself without any judgment of self of what's happening. If, when Donald Trump is operating in America, he affects the whole world. The whole world is better off with Donald Trump in office and it's worse off with anyone else in office. The whole world is worse off with uh, Joe Biden, Bar the Father Messiah, Barack Obama, or any other president. But the whole world is better off with Donald Trump. Isn't that like amazing when you think about that? The enemies are afraid. The whole world uh, emulate, emulate Donald Trump and, and America. They feel safer. They, they make more money. They, whatever it is, right? I've not seen anyone like Donald Trump before. This is from ABC. After a two-week trial... A jury took less than three hours on Friday to return a verdict that Trump should pay E. Jean Carroll over $83 million in damage for two defamatory statements made by the former president in 2019. Watch this from MSNBC. Starting in a New York City courtroom on Friday night, where the spectacle candidate, I bet you know the one, Donald Trump, was ordered to pay over $83 million in damages to writer E. Jean Carroll after he was found liable for sexually assaulting and then defaming her. The leading candidate for the Republican nomination, who will win the nomination barring something crazy happen, 
who had already been found liable for sexually assaulting a woman in a dressing room, has spent the last several months continuing to relentlessly attack her story, her credibility and her character, turning the courtroom into a campaign, revving up the worst instincts of the Republican base by playing the victim card when you are attacking the women you assaulted, telling people that the system is broken and that you are the only one who can fight it. And on the other side, there is normalcy, steadiness, and perhaps most importantly, a focus on the country and not on yourself. Amazing. A, a female with, who lacks understanding, she cannot see. Jan Saki, Jan Saki, whatever her name is. Anyway, they don't understand what's happening through this man. They can't figure it out. When have you ever heard of a court awarding $83 million in damage from a person that accused someone of anything? They're trying to stop him. They're trying to break him. And they want to break. The one thing they have not been able to do is to break his spirit. And they don't understand that. They don't know of anyone, nor have they heard of anyone, because they don't know about Jesus, that have, they were unable to break his spirit. When I say that our battle is a spiritual battle, believe me, it is. So this is from the National Pulse. The awarding of nearly $90 million to E. Jean, uh, Jean Carroll will be remembered for generations as the greatest miscarriage of justice in contemporary American history. That's from National Pulse. Has never happened before. And you know why? Because there has never been a man like Donald Trump in America. And that's why that has never happened before. And just a warning between now and November, just from now to November of this year, it's going to get worse on him. And believe me, there are a lot of Republican representatives who don't want him there either because they're no different than the Democrats in that, in that they want they don't want Donald Trump in there because they want to be for themselves. They want money and power. They're no different than the government. They support war. And if you pay attention, they have not done one iota of a thing, zero, to make America great again since Donald Trump left. So according to ABC, Carol says... She planned to use $83 million on something. $83 million on something Donald Trump hates. Watch this from MSNBC. You've talked about using some of Trump's money that you're about to get um, to help shore up women's rights. Do you know what that might be, what that might look like? Yes, or, Rachel. Or, yes. Tell me. I had such 
such great ideas <laughs> for all the good I'm going to do with this money. First thing, Rachel, you and I are going to go shopping. We're going to get completely <laughs> new wardrobes, new shoes, motorcycle for Crowley, new fishing rod for Robbie. Rachel, what do you want? Penthouse? It's yours, Nothing. Rachel. Penthouse and uh, France? You want France? You want to go fishing nope. in France? Amazing. What a nutcase, huh? She wants, she's already spending the money. She ain't got it yet. <laughs> I talked about that Sunday at the fellowship. When you feel like you're going to win the lottery, just playing the lottery, you already spend the money before you, they even pull the numbers. She's already living in the future. Isn't that amazing? She's going to buy everybody something. Good versus evil. Right versus wrong. Uh, ABC is reporting that Kara's lawyer, Roberta Kaplan, said, if we, have, if we have to bring another case, we'll bring another case. It's just going to be more money. Money, money, money. They love the money. It ain't about the country. It ain't about what's right. It's about self. All egos are about self. Even the no good Nikki Haley, the female that took down the Confederate flag in Carolina, she weighed in on it. Lord have mercy. And you want this for your president. Well, you really don't want it. New York Times is reporting, Nikki Haley said she trusted a jury judgment in Donald Trump's sex assault defamation case. Watch this from NBC. Let's talk but about... I'm not going anywhere. All right, let's talk about... The court cases. I have always said I think Donald Trump has the right to be on the ballot. I've always said I trust the American people. They know how to make good decisions. And so I think that they're going to see this for what it is. They see that he's completely distracted. They see that he's going on these rants about how he's the victim. I was teased every day for being brown. And I think that's exactly <laughs> what they, we don't need a strong leader to be. And so, you know, these court cases are going to keep happening one by one. We're going to keep seeing him in a courtroom and we're going to see him come out and do a press conference. That I absolutely trust the jury. And I think that they made their decision based on the evidence. Let him play the loser. That's what we want him to do at the end of the day. And that want to be the president. Do you believe me now that is not in the female's nature to lead? She was created to follow, to be a servant to her husband, not to lead. So just a little bit more about this. I, I mentioned the, the uh, lost Nikki Haley, right? We played that just before the break. Uh, here's some interesting facts from Breitbart. Birdolph Goodman has no surveillance videos of the alleged incident, and there are zero witnesses to the alleged sexual attack. Carol was unable to remember when this 
alleged attack even occurred, and the dress she claimed to have worn, worn during the alleged incident was not even available at the time of her claims. That's from Breitbart. But in America today, all the women have to do is say it. Go to court and cry a tear. Men don't have a chance. That's why I tell men don't. Don't waste your money. Amazing. Another thing from Breitbart, Carol first came forward with the allegation while promoting her book, What Do We Need Men For? This was in 2019. And here's a photo of her book. What do we need men for? What the? <laughs> what a joke. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Amazon.com, uh, America's longest running advice columnist, goes on the road to speak to women about hideous men and whether we need them. Isn't that amazing? This female going after the great white hole. And she talk, apparently talking to other women about it. I guess she's a, a vice columnist or something it was. Can you imagine going to that for advice? This is from the New York Post. The sixth co-host of The View got caddy Monday when they walked out to when they walked out to For the Love of Money by the OJs while celebrating the verdict. Watch this from The View. And that's connected to the fact that you know who has to pay <laughs> money, 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 money. One to the woman or the man that rejoice in another man's pain. War unto them. Now do you believe me when I tell you that the hell come through the woman? You just, you saw that. That's the hell that entered the earth through the woman. That's the hell that entered the children through the mother. And they're celebrating. And while they're celebrating, they're miserable. They have a phony, happy smile on their face, but inwardly, they are in hell. They are in hell. And I'm being told that that's the theme song for The Apprentice. Have you ever seen, other than Jesus Christ himself, have you ever seen one man so hated? And all he wanted to do is work for the American people to make your life a little more comfortable in that you have jobs, 
you have you be protected militarily. The border would be closed. He, he uh, that's all he wanted to do. He doesn't need your money. He doesn't have to be running. And these females are celebrating evil. Evil come through the woman. The God above is the man's God, and the God below is the woman's God until she over returned to the Father. War unto the view. You heard of Louis Farrakhan, right? And when my producer Sean told me that Louis Farrakhan support Trump, I'm like, what the? Unless Louis Farrakhan had a change of heart, Louis Farrakhan believed, I don't know what he believed now, that the white man is the blue-eyed devil and that he came, that he was built by some angry black man who went into a laboratory and created the white men, man, and they created the blue-eyed devil, something like that. But apparently, maybe he had a change of heart because you can change. You can have a change of mind. And so apparently, Louis Farrakhan is now supporting the great white hope, Donald Trump. This is from C-SPAN. The Nation of Islam leader, Louis Farrakhan, called President Trump an anomaly saying that God has sent him. So maybe the blue-eyed devil ain't from the devil after all. What the? I mean, God has him here. Sorry. He said that, saying that God has him here. Now you know you better watch, right? And observe the way the great white hope dealing with the issues. Watch this compilation. The nature of this administration is good for us. Because of Trump's way, he is an anomaly. There's never been no president quite like Mr. Trump. There's something that he's doing. Trump is destroying every enemy that was an enemy of our rise. Who's the enemy of our rise? Is it the Department of Justice where we get none? Is it Congress where you make a law that favors us and then you turn around and destroy it? Is it the media that has destroyed every black leader that stood up for us? Martin Luther King suffered it. Malcolm suffered it. He's attacking the media, calls it fake news. He's beating up the FBI. Go at it, baby. God has him here. What did you say, Farrakhan? And you know what? He's real. Wow. I rest my case. Louis Farrakhan says God has him here. And he's real. He has risen from the dead. And he's alive. He has risen from the dead. He's alive. Amazing. I never thought that one day I would hear Louis Farrakhan say that about any white man. <laughs> now, do you know that Donald Trump is having a major impact? He's waking up the dead. God has him here.
C.S. Lewis Farrakhan. That's amazing. That's like Mamma Mia, Ula, season your Galoshes, amazing. I have not seen anything like this since leaving Alabama. Black men used to be this way. In the good old days, the devil is playing you in your mind, and, and the devil is playing you in the minds of other people, and you're wasting your money and time for thrills. And the men are as bad as the women with it. The men, and I say that because the men are supposed to be leading. Look what has happened to the blacks. They have given up manhood, turned it over to their queen, the black female, and she's making a fool out of them. Absolute fool. And they call the woman strong women of color. I'm a strong black woman, they say. That's a lie. That's a lie. It's just not true. It's a false reality. And the black men are so stupid, they say, my black queen. Because the woman making them call them queen. That is, it's, when you wake up, you're going to be stunned. Really. You're going to be driving down the road, and you're, you're going to say, the more you realize, like, wow, I just didn't know. I just didn't know. They're playing on your emotions, and emotions are evil. Emotions are just thrills. There's no life in it. There's no salvation in it. And in the, in them, it's all an illusion. That's why they don't work. They tell you to take your dog to a dog doctor, and they call buku money, and you hustle up the money and take a, a dog to a doctor, whereas the dog can go out and eat grass and get well at no cost to you. Amazing. I want to give you an example of amazing and strong woman of color. Our government is not for you. They're using you to make money. These dog deals are using you to make money. These ideas that you need people to tell you how to raise your children is about money. It ain't about you. Egos cannot care for one another. It only cares for itself. A false care even in that. They now have false private clubs at least in California, I'm told, Santa Monica, uh, for dogs. And the foolish people spend all their money to go to the club and, and, and let the stupid dog run around. And they get a thrill standing there looking at the dog running around. And they talk to each other how great their dogs are. What the? <laughs> and then they feel good when, each other, when they praise each other about their dogs. It's all for the thrill. Watch this so-called strong woman of color. This is from the Daily Mail. Corey Bush is under criminal investigation by the Department of Justice for allegedly misusing funds meant for private security. 
a watchdog has demanded the FEC investigate the $62,000 Corey Bush pay her now husband as a security guard from her campaign account. Watch this from CBS. You faced some criticism in recent weeks over your push to uh, defund the police. Um, the campaign records show that you spent roughly $70,000 on, on private security, and some critics say um, that move is hypocritical. They would rather I die? You would rather me die? Is you that what you want to see? Die. You want to see me die? I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. I have private <laughs> security because they, the white supremacist, racist narrative that they drive into this country, the fact that they don't care that this black woman that has put her life on the line, they can't match my energy, first of all. I'm going to make sure I have security because I know I have had attempts on my life and I have too much work to do. There are too many people that need help right now. So suck it up and defunding the police has to happen. We need to defund the police and put that money into social safety nets because we're trying to save lives. Do we pay police to be social workers? No, we don't. What an evil, nasty female. It's all about her. Her body need to be here. Nobody else's body need to be around but hers. Defund the police. Leave your body wide open for the criminals. But she's so important on mine that she, her body need to be around. See that? It's about her. Defund the police, but she gets spent, according to the report, $62,000 paid to her now husband as a security job. And she needs to be around because she needs to get some social programs. Post-millennia is reported Bush has spent $756,000. $756,000 on security since she was elected in 2020. And it has also been her largest expense. $756,000. Because her body needs to be protected. Her body needs to be here. She got to get some more social programs because the whites ain't going to get them. While you, you, your life at risk, we out shopping, walking around, or whatever you're doing. You ain't got no bodyguard. But her body more important than yours because she got to get some social. She need it. Defund the police. Foster's reporting that Corey Bush blamed right-wing watchdog group for a DOJ probe. Watch this from Fox. I hold myself, my campaign, and my position to the highest levels of integrity. <laughs> I also believe in transparency, which is why I can confirm that the Department of Justice is reviewing my campaign spending on security services. I have endured relentless threats to my physical safety and life. <laughs> in recent months, right-wing organizations have lodged baseless complaints against me. And I am under no illusion that these right-wing organizations will stop politicizing and pursuing efforts to attack me and the work that the people of St. Louis sent me to Congress to do. <laughs> what a mess. It's about her. What an evil, nasty, devil woman. 
female. She's blaming the, the, part, the white people, everybody. And she's going to cry, continue to cry racism until they walk away, they leave her alone. Because the one thing that most whites, not all, not all, not all, not all, but most, most white people are afraid of is the word racism. They are more afraid of racism than they are God himself. Amazing. Blaming it to everybody but herself. A, a, a black woman. Amazing, huh? They're creating problems. Breitbart reported Breitbart.com. Last week, Biden promised to shut down the borders if a bipartisan border deal passes Congress. When Trump said the same thing, remember back in 2019? He was called racist and xenophobic. Watch this from C-SPAN. Good, Michael. Um, back in the winter of 2018 and the spring of 2019, President Trump vowed to shut down the border with Mexico, uh, using almost the identical language that the president used on Friday. Uh, many, many, if not most, if not practically all Democrats, called that xenophobic and even racist. Why uh, shouldn't people make the same conclusion about this president's threat to shut down the entire border with Mexico. So we believe the new enforcement tools uh, that currently don't exist, that will be, uh, we believe that will be part of this bipartisan agreement, uh, will be fair. There's, there, are different, there are different definitions, right, of what that looks like, of what actually uh, shutting down the border looks like, right? <laughs> so when the great white hope said it, oh, that's racism, that's racist. That's xenophobic. But when Biden said, well, we believe blah, 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 blah. The government is working against you, not for you. You pay them to make the roads better, a strong military. The military is so weak. I can go out there and fight the war by myself and do better than what they're doing. Isn't that amazing? And look who's in charge of the Military, you black. It's all about self. And it's unfortunately, but I understand it. I do understand it, because I've been there, that when we are in a fallen state, we can't see what's going on. It's weird how you cannot see what's really going on. You can't see what's driving you, and you can't see what's out there driving other people. Let me show you how they're smiling in your face while all the time they want to take your place. They don't believe what they're telling you, but they're getting paid to say it, to lie to you. Tell me lies, tell me sweet little lies. Don't patronize. This is from the Washington Examiner. MSNBC host Joy Reid issued an apology on Monday. Monday night, shortly after saying on a hot mic that President Joe Biden is starting another effing war. Watch this from MSNBC. Over the weekend, President Biden said he's ready to take action if Congress is serious about solving the border issue. 
If that bill were the law today, I'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly. And Congress needs to get it done. Another war. Before we go, I just want to apologize very quickly. Uh, I was chatting during a clip that was playing, uh-huh. um, and you know we try to keep this show very PG-13, so I just want to apologize to anyone who is listening to my behind-the-scenes chatter. Uh, deeply, deeply apologize for that, because you know it's PG-13 up around here. So thank you to you all for watching The Readout. And Inside with Jen Psaki starts now. Amazing. Yeah, start another effing war. She said that behind with the thinking that the mic would turn off. That's how she really feel. But they say another thing when they on camera, and you fall for it. The government is not working for you. Government are creating problems for you because they have a hidden agenda. They are creating problems for you. And you hire hire them over and over and over again by voting for them, keeping them there because you can't see. It's all about the money. Everything is about the money when you're on an ego trip. They're not solving anything. And you're getting all these black people in government and, and, and businesses. They just want what they think the white man has. They want money and perceived power, but they use this fake idea of civil rights. No such thing, right? But they use it, and you fall for it. You're the peasants. You're the peasants in their minds. According to Wikipedia, there was a a woman by the name, a female by the name of Adrian, Adrian, Jones. Uh, and Adrian, is it Adrian Shaw? Adrian Jones has served as the Speaker of the Maryland House of Delegates since 2019. And this guy was trying to find out what bill have you passed? <laughs> what have you done? Watch this from X. <laughs> This lady, not man, that wanted to ask him, what, what bill? Like, I ain't got time. I'm black. I ain't going to do no work. What are you talking about? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not qualified. I'm black, female. I don't know what, I don't know. I go. <laughs> ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> What's wrong with the blacks? Every time he asking no question, it's like the children, the black children, when they try to ask questions for mama. Mama ain't got time. Go sit down. I ain't, I ain't got time for. Go sit down. These people are not qualified. They're just there because they're black. The military, same thing. The uh, uh, court, U.S. Supreme Court, Supreme Court, they got a black woman there because she's black female, not because so, not because she's qualified. Air traffic control, they black, but not qualified. They changed the rules. May God have mercy on America. 
First of all, did you know that dogs get depressed? I've seen depressed dogs. <laughs> yeah, I've seen I've seen depressed dogs. Yeah. Well, watch this, New York Post. Multiple things can trigger the onset of dog depression. And you know they can get antidepressants now. What? They can get antidepressants now. Pills. Pills. I promise you, can put it in the dog's food. What? <laughs> oh Lord! Big pharma. Studies have shown that dogs can experience depression and anxiety. Why is this from CBS? Well, I don't think they've but forgiven them. What about the dogs' well-being? Turns out they <laughs> suffer from depression and anxiety just as much as we do. So everybody can tell you about how your dog knows when you're in a bad mood and knows how to like come and cheer you up. But unfortunately, we're not as good at reading them. Nearly 75% of dogs show signs of depression or anxiety, with 18% showing symptoms every week. However, only about a third of owners recognize those signals. The main things to look out for are disinterest in things that they used to be interested in, going off their food. You can look at their little faces, if they're kind of lip-licking a lot, if they're yawning a lot, that's kind of a sign of immediate stress. Experts predicted a surge in poor pet mental health after the pandemic. While you're out for a walk, why don't you make it not just a physical walk for them, but like a mentally stimulating walk? Researchers say that extra mental boost for your fur baby could improve your health too. What do you think about that? Well, I mean, imagine you're a dog, Jesse, and you've got some lady who's your master, and she's carrying you around in a little handbag all day. <laughs> or imagine you're a big, you're a big rottweiler who wants to run around, and somebody's keeping you in like a like a little tiny backyard. All right, you'd be depressed too. Amazing, good point, man. Yeah, and you say <laughs> <laughs> what a mess. No, there's there's like reasons why it's it's actually the owners who are weakening the dogs, like he's saying. Right. By putting them in these clothes and like babying them, put them in a stroller. It's not letting the dog's nature be a dog. You ever so. seen a single mo- single mother with a dog? I know this single <laughs> mother who has a dog, right? And it's just you know what happens when the single mamas like the the men discipline their dogs and the dogs become obedient. But when the single mamas have a dog, they they try and talk to them with like love yeah. and affection. So when they do something wrong, they'll be like, "Oh, it's okay, it's okay." And that, <laughs> yeah. if you if you don't if you don't point. discipline a dog, then they just become reckless. Yeah, you know? it's like a young a young lady who doesn't have her father around. You know, once that happens, then it just it just never stops, and the dog will just climb up on the table, eat all the food. Yeah, good you know? point, man. Yeah, and the dogs also don't reject it. They're not going to reject it and be like, "This is too much." They love it, so they're gonna their nature is going to change because of it. Because they like the attention. But dogs yeah. don't get depressed. I'm telling you. Dogs don't feel anything. It's just that human beings that have not, who have not overcome, they're in an animal-like state. And so they have all these feelings and thoughts and feelings, and they think that the dog is feeling what they're feeling, and they're not. Mm. I think the word depression, it might be something different, but you definitely get dogs who are, like, uncomfortable by their lives. And <laughs> they've got, you know... I have said for a long time now that intellectual people are evil and that the more education you have, the evil, the wicked you become, wickier you become. And that if you look at the world around you, outside of you, the intellectual people, they are the leading cause in destruction of America. Where there is secular 
education, PhDs, MSDs, STDs, HYDs, or Bible degrees, because a lot of people go into like Bible schools and learn how to be preachers or to know the Bible or whatever. They're intellectual and they're evil. The intellect is not used in a practical manner. Cook breakfast or dinner, what you want to eat, what type of house you want or whatever. It's evil. And the intellect hate God. It hate good. It really, did, I mean, it just hate good. There's no love in it. There's nothing but fear and strife. And yet, in my country, the intellect is pushed like nothing going north. It, it is, and a lot of people are paying a lot of money to get their minds screwed up. And they end up in debt and still dumb. They have psychiatry, psychologists, therapists, whatever type of degrees, right? And they're wicked. It's like these intellectual people who, when you're depressed or you have suicidal thoughts or you worry, and, and all people do that has anger, right? They give you pills for it, for spiritual issues. Pills cannot solve spiritual issues. Depression is a spiritual issue. Anger is a spiritual issue. You can't solve that with pills or money or houses or so-called friends or where you live or anything. The intellect hate God. According to American thinker, thinkers, it has been said that intellectuals can reduce a city of stone to sand. That's deep. And that's true. Look what they're doing to America. America, my country, is not being destroyed by the gang members or the drug dealers or the prostitutes or whatever. It's being destroyed by the intellectuals. They're turning my country of stone into sand. Because all they do is throw out fake ideas and, and they don't think about the outcome of them at all. And when it turns to sand, they don't even they don't even know or realize or accept that they did it. They just find people to agree with them and they move on. Today's thinking class wages all hand on deck warfare against Western culture or civilization. Today's thinking class wages all hands on deck warfare against Western civilization. Isn't that amazing? Western civilization is and was the best in the world. And the intellectuals hate it. Why, are you trying to, why do you think they're trying to wipe out white people? 
Why do you think they're letting in all these asshole people from asshole countries into the Western civilization? The Western civilization was founded, created with the help of God by white men who believed in God, and it became the best. And the intellectuals are jealous, envious, and they don't like it. And they're doing all they can can to destroy it. And when you destroy it, where are you going then? There's nowhere else to go. There's no countries like the Western civilization. The most prominent of these attacks is the diversity, inclusion, and equity movement. That's evil. Another example of how evil the intellect is or intellectuals are, even the Christian intellectual people, there are literally Christians who believe that God punishes you. They believe that God punishes them. And they think punishment from God is love because their dad is like a father. When a father punishes you, it's love, they say. You know you're intellectual when you believe God is punishing you. God does not punish. If God was going to punish you, he wouldn't have saved you from hell. He would not have washed away all your sins. He would not have sent his son to save you from your hell. Why would he do that and then turn around and punish you? That's your fallen nature telling you that. That's your God, the devil. If you think God punishes you, you're an intellectual. Watch this from X. And like God's like your father. If your father doesn't punish you, he doesn't love you. When he punishes you, yes, it's going to hurt. But that's an act of him showing love and care, which means he will protect you, you know? So I'm not too worried that God won't protect me and help me get out of my current situation. I'm just taking the punishment that I deserve, you know? Because I need to be humbled. <laughs> Amazing. You need to overcome the intellect. What a dummy. What a blind person. He want God to punish him because he need to be humbled. Why would God punish you if you've never done anything wrong? Why would he punish you if you've never been, if you're not a saint nor a sinner? Why would he punish you if you're not guilty of anything? Think about that. Would that be a loving God? They are, co they are compared or associating. They are talking about the devil, wishing me the devil and calling him God. Satan punishes you, not God. If you feel guilty about anything, that's not from God. That's your father, the devil. He made you do things, and then he 
uh, makes you feel guilty. And you say, it's from, oh, God is punishing me. According to 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love. But perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. And whoever fears has not been perfect in love. Amazing. That's deep. I want to give you an example of practical understanding. Thomas Sawyer writes in the Washington Exam Examiner, according, I mean, among the many irrational ideas about um, racial and ethnic groups that have uh, polarized society, few have been more irrational and counterproductive than multiculturalism. Watch this from Thomas Sowell. Intellectuals and race, quote, the intelligentsia pay no price for being wrong. I think that's the secret of their influence. How, how's that? Well, if, if you come up with a lot of wrong ideas and pay a price for it, you're forced to think about it and, and to change your ways or else get eliminated. But there's no such test. The only test uh, for, for most intellectuals is whether other intellectuals go along with them. And if they all have a wrong idea, then it becomes invincible. Tom, you're coming pretty close to saying intellectuals aren't very smart. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. They are very smart in, in very limited areas. The key word among advocates of multiculturalism became diversity. Ah, yes. Sweeping claims for the benefits of demographic and cultural diversity have prevailed without a speck of evidence being asked for or given. Amazing. That's deep. You could be a free thinker or you can live in your group. Here is another example of what Thomas Sowell had to say. Do you know a lot of black people, don't, they know about Jesse Jackson. They know about the fallen Messiah, Barack. Obama, they knew about uh, the socialist Martin Luther King Jr. They knew about Malcolm X, but they don't know anything about Thomas Sowell, Walter Williams, and all those guys because the liberals make sure that they keep them as far away in the background as possible. Here is Thomas saw talking about Barack Obama and multiculturalism. Watch this. From Thomas Sowell. One of the things that got to me about, about Obama, the man was a community activist. I think most people have no idea what that means. It means that you go out there and polarize people. And you get them to blame somebody else. And uh, the problem is not that the somebody else will feel indignant. That's a passing problem. The passing problem is the people you claim to be helping are going to be worse off for not doing the things that they could that are perfectly within their capability. This notion of, of, of multiculturalism is something that's just simply not put to the test. And if you put it to the test, it collapses like a house of cards. Amazing. Look how the intellectuals, rather than helping, uh, helping to make Justice Clarence Thomas a, uh, a good example of what a human being should be 
or could become, they kind of, they tried to destroy him. Because if they were to introduce Thomas Sowell, Justice Clarence Thomas, to the, the black community, black people might start to, they would go like, what the? And they, they might start to become individual thinkers again and wake up and put these people out of business. A community organizer, the Father Messiah, what a mess. And the people say, oh, that's so good. He's trying to organize the people. Here is another example of simple wisdom from Thomas Sowell. What is What multiculturalism boils down to is that you can praise any culture in the world except Western culture. And you cannot blame any culture in the world except Western culture. Amazing. Thomas Sowell. Thomas is from the old school. He's from the old school. When black people were not blaming white people, when black people were individuals, when black people treated everyone the way they would like to be treated, never mind the color, when black people wasn't all into socialism and all that mess. And that type of language from Thomas Sowell, it just goes right over the heads of the intellectuals. They don't understand that. That's too deep. What do you mean? You can blame the Western culture. You can accuse them for everything. But no, no, nobody else. We got to bring s simplicity back. Claudine Gay, she was the so-called president of Harvard, but she, according to reports, she didn't earn it. She only got there because she was black. And then they find, they accuse her of plagiarism. And then she indicated she didn't really like the Jews. And they finally got rid of her, right? And, and I thought, I reflected on that. And I realized that Harvard was, I saw a little history about Harvard, uh, one of the history channels there. And it started out by white men. And it was an amazing school at one time. And then they came up now with this diversity thing and they put in a black woman and she destroyed Harvard. It's over. And that's what the blacks are being used for. It's destruction and not to build and make better. Isn't that amazing? It took a black woman to destroy an institution that was once amazing, founded by black by white men, not black men, white men. Well, lo and behold, we have more examples of what, of the, uh, the results of intellectualism. According to the crimson.com, 
Harbor Chief Diversity and Inclusion Officer Sherry Charleston faced 40 allegations of plagiarism in an anonymous complaint filed with the university on Monday. Watch this from the Washington Examiner. Harvard's chief diversity officer, Sherry Ann Charleston, has been accused of plagiarism in her dissertation. This comes less than a month after former university president Claudine Gay resigned amid backlash over her response to anti-Semitism on campus and plagiarism allegations. Charleston has been accused of lifting other scholars' language without proper attribution in her 2009 dissertation. This discovery came from a Washington Free Beacon investigation based on an anonymous complaint filed to Harvard recently. The complaint also accuses Charleston of lifting work from her husband's academic study. The complaint contains 40 examples of plagiarism, accusing her of lifting texts previously published by her advisor, Rebecca Scott, word for word. The complaint accuses Charleston of plagiarizing Scott's degrees of freedom, Louisiana and Cuba after slavery. Scott is a professor of history and law at the University of Michigan. In another instance, the complaint accuses Charleston of reusing her husband's 2012 study in her 2014 work. Amazing. No one on earth is surprised by this. And there's something she stole, according to report, she stole it from a white lady. <laughs> stole the white lady work and pretend that it was her. But no one is surprised because you tell the blacks, okay, we're going to lower the SAT scores. We're going to lower the standard. We're not going to even require you to be at work on time. Because those are white standards. That's racism. Are you surprised that they're going to start stealing like this? Same thing with the black pilots and uh, Apple, uh, uh, the military. We got the weakest military now than we ever had in the history of the military, a black male running that. No one is surprised because you're telling the black, nothing is required of you. It's a government program. And when you give people a government program, they're not going to do their best. Look at the illegal aliens that they are allowing to come across the borders. They're giving them free everything, cell phones, food, rent, everything. Do you think they're going to come here and try to be better, try to make their life better? They don't have to because they know that the government got their back. That's why they could beat up the cop and, Give the government the finger because, okay, you told, you let me in. You don't even know who I am, and you let me in. That's what they're doing to the blacks. And, you know, yes, the government should not be doing that, but I, I blame the blacks, the ones that are accepting it, because you are responsible for your own life as an adult. And you don't have to accept being dumbed down just so they can use you for a vote. You don't have to accept being dumbed down. It's amazing. And it's only going to get worse. And hardly a day goes by when you don't hear of some near miss in the airways, in the sky, airplanes. Look who is in control of air traffic control. Look who is 
uh, working on the airplanes, unqualified blacks. It's going to be a bumper ride for those who not who do not overcome. You're not going to be able to handle it. But if you overcome your ego, you'll be fine. Because it's a mess. It is a mess, and it, the mess is intentional. The government is creating problems for you, not solving problems. Isn't that amazing? And you hired a government thinking, that, oh, the government is going to make it right. Impossible. Not going to happen. And I noticed that the intellectuals get tired very easily. I don't feel like doing this work. All the Republicans are holding me back. The conservatives are against me. It's too much work because you're there on the job and you're not qualified. That's why it's too much work. Amazing. Amazing. There's this Mexican woman by the name of Sonia Sotomayor. Remember, they put her there just because she was a Mexican. And she's a mess. Just like the black woman they put on the U.S. Supreme Court because she was black and female, not because she was qualified. It's interesting, too, in the military, they're doing the same thing. They're putting out all, taking out all of the white men who are qualified and replacing them with black people who are not qualified. And they're not up to doing the job. They, they don't even want to do the job, really. They're just doing it because you told them, come on in. It's easy. You are black. Uh, being told Sonia is a Puerto Rican, not a Mexican. So Sonia is tired. She's frustrated. And she has a job that can last a lifetime. So according to the HistoryChannel.com, she is Puerto Rican. But she said that a wise Latina, she called herself, that was on CBS back in 2009. But she, she's frustrated. The, uh, the conservative on the U.S. Supreme Court making make her work. She, she didn't plan to work that hard. What the? They told her she didn't have to. She was a Latino or Puerto Rican. And now the, the, the conservative making her work. According to the New York Post, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor vented about being tired. I was just so tired. I was just so scared. She vented about being tired from her demanding workload on the high courts as well as her frustration with the conservative-dominated bench. This is from Politico. Watch this. Change happens because people care <laughs> no, you don't. about moving the arc of the universe towards justice. And it can take time. And it can take frustration. I live in frustration. Of course. Um, and as you heard, every loss truly traumatizes me. 
in my stomach and in my heart. Um, but I have to get up the next morning and keep on fighting. What a loser. What a loser. I told you that females were not created to lead. They were created to follow. It's too much on a female to try to go out there and work and earn her way like that. What the? She can't do that. That's too much. I'm tired. I'm frustrated. All in my stomach and chest. And she looked worn out, too. So here's what I suggest for the intellectuals, for the females. I suggest maybe these females, or females, period, those who are not working on themselves, because there are females who are now working on themselves. They have heard, you got to forgive. You got to overcome. You can overcome anger. You are not the anger. And they're working on themselves. They're waking up of all races. But they just didn't know, right? But for females like that woman, it's a mess. So maybe females like her should have listened to this man. This is a practical response to a situation. Watch this from X. Sorry, um, would you mind if we switch seats just for this last part? She really likes to watch out the window as we land, and it helps calm her down. Yeah, no, even if I wanted to switch, I think it's more important that your daughter learn a valuable lesson. That's not how the world works, you know, you don't always get your way. <laughs> Are you for real, dude? <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. That's deep. I rest my case. And females are so, so spoiled today, they think that it's got to go their way or no way. <laughs> I don't know if that real uh, act, but it was true. She couldn't believe somebody telling her no. Different because it's her little brat. Amazing. God in Christ, Christ in man, man over woman, woman over children. Jim, welcome to the show. Hey. You're on the air. Hey, Jesse. God bless you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I just want to I, I just say how much I appreciate uh, the awareness that you're bringing uh, to people that might not be aware of, of the communist, uh, you know, uh, thing that's happening to our country right now. Uh, and how you expose the people from Black Lives Matter. All of that's so important because it's, uh, uh, you, you're, you probably remember a gentleman named uh, Eldridge Cleaver? Yes, from the yeah. uh, Black Panther. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, he, he was totally subverted by communists uh, in the early 60s. He, uh, he, was, he was trained uh, by communists to destroy the United States and the start of a race war, like from within. And he really believed it. He had so much hatred in his heart. Uh, and, and, you know, you see all the crazy things that, that happened during, during that time. And then he had to flee the country because of, because of the things that, that he was doing uh, with the people that he were, was doing it with. Uh, and then he went to live in communist countries, uh, and he, he saw went how to, bad it was. He went to Cuba or somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah, he I went think, to Cuba. If I remember. Yeah, and 
But he, he pleaded to come back to the United States. He, he realized he made a, a, a grave mistake. Uh, and I, I, your producer, I, I can't mention the other fellow's name, but he, uh, there was a thing called the 45 Communist Goals, you know, of what's happening to our country right now. Yeah, I remember that. And yeah, yeah. And so that's been a plan. You know, these communists that, that have been trying to destroy our country from within, that's been a plan since the early 60s. And it's taken this long, yeah. you know, to, to unfold. And, um, but if the, the people, is, if the people were not afraid, if they didn't have fear, it, it wouldn't be yeah. happening. It's just that the people, because they're in a fallen state and, a, and most have not overcome, they're not working on themselves. The fear is preventing them from dealing with this and all situations in the right way. Because whatever that guy was doing, it was happening to him and not anyone else, but the people are afraid. And so it's affecting their life as well. Anyone that has fear is evil, and you're working on behalf of evil. Even if you're a Christian and you have fear, Satan is still your God. You represent evil, even though in your intellectual mind, you pretend that you're working for God, but you're really worshiping evil. Fear is not of God. Perfect love casts out fear. But most people are unwilling to let go of their fear. They are unwilling to let go of their anger. This stuff does not have to be happening if good were to, if the people were returned to good. Right. Which right, is God. Right. But, but it's, it's, it's good that you're bringing awareness because there are people actively trying to destroy our country. Of course. Like actively. Like just just evil people and that's what is what is all that anyway because you just said uh, it. it's that, evil it's angry yeah. and, and they make and up words like racism yeah well, you know i did to, i did some research on that jesse and i found out uh that that it was a psychological program that was created out of the uh out of frankfurt germany called the frankfurt school and it was the original psychological weapon was called uh uh critical theory and then what, all, what Black Lives Matter is, and I think that's an extension off of that main program. Yeah. That's critical race theory. Absolutely. Um, you know, and, but it's and still thank you for all... bringing awareness. But it is true. You're right. It is. It's, it, uh, what I love about you, Jesse, is that you're offering the solution to all of this, to what's happening. Yeah. Because yeah, cause the awareness is one thing, uh, and a lot of your videos, you expose that and awareness, but what you're... What, Truly, the message that you're giving every day, and I appreciate you for this, and God bless you for it, is that you have to return back to the Father. Absolutely. You have to let go of that fear, uh, because that's what those people thrive on. And, and at the core of what they're really doing is hatred. They hate themselves. They hate this life. They hate everybody. And then, you know, God's the only way back. It, it really is, because, I, you know, have we're only you, here for a Have you bit. given up your anger? Well, that's on a daily basis. You know, my life, I take it one day at a time, and I try to live in the moment. Uh, I, I, I try not to dwell on the past. I try to focus on what's happening to me today, right now, because that's all I got. You know, that's Have that's you all given I up your anger? Uh, today, yes, I, I have no anger. Um, have you uh, given up your anger? Yes, yes, Jesse, I have given up my anger. You went and forgave your mother? Oh, I love my mother. She did her best, and um, have you forgiven provided, her? Um, do I need to forgive her? I mean, she gives me nothing but love my whole life, <laughs> and you, and she's the one who led me to the Lord. So you know that. Have you forgiven your mother? 
Um, I, I, I don't need to feel to forgive my mother for anything. I love her so much. Have, have you loved her, you will forgive her. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, of course. I, I forgive her. I, did you tell her that? We're all born with sin, right, Jesse? We're all born with sin. Did you tell your mother you've forgiven her? Well, she passed away two years ago from dementia. So, um, oh, I see. But, um, yes, but, that, but that's okay. Because I mean, the anger I, that you have came from your mother. Really? Yeah, 100%, well, I... 100%. Your mother was not good. She was evil. <laughs> 